that um, I was down to pick up Matthew because he came so late uh, with the plane, so there was no train or anything. But what I forgot about that near Stansted Airport, we changed the whole road system. So I had a choice. I could follow the GPS in the car or I could follow the street signs on the road. And, uh, and you know, we are creatures of habits, aren't we? So, so when, we are, when we have a choice, we always fall into what we used to do. So I follow the GPS. Never mind the signs it stands at the airport. But I follow the GPS and I ended up getting lost somewhere in the middle of nowhere near Cambridge. So what should have taken me three hours to do, took me four and a half hours to, because of, I just followed what I felt at the moment was the right thing. And the thing is that, especially when you're carrying what we call charismatics, believers, Christian, you've probably heard many times the phrase, oh, I feel, I feel, I feel. But one thing I've learned over the years is that you cannot trust what you feel because your feelings will betray you. And one of the things that is so vital to understand is that you cannot feel God. God is spirit. Do you, do, you, do you understand? Because feeling is something that, that is what is of the natural, this is how we communicate with this world. So it becomes dangerous when people say, I feel. Because of what you feel is what you trained to be feeling. Anything that in the natural, you've been trained to feel or do these things. You know, like even whatever food you like is something you've been trained to. None, none of us are trained to like rice. Oh, like this. It's something we trained ourselves. That's why the reason why I don't like vegetables is because I've not been trained to like vegetables. And you saw what happened to Adam and Eve. So, and I always had this thing that when Jesus was resurrected, he made them fish and chips. You know, he barbecued the fish. Okay. Anyway, if you turn to Mark 11, there's something that I just seen again here. Uh, you know, but it's so important that we understand that the kingdom of you know, Christianity is not a religion. Uh, Jesus said we should preach the kingdom of God is near. Okay, and, with, uh, and for all of us, I don't know, uh, when you come to England, the first thing we have to learn is how do they communicate in this country? Okay, because of many, uh, there were so many times I got confused when I came to England because the language we speak here was not the language I learned in the school in Denmark. And, uh, and, this, and I don't know the differences, but in England we speak British English, but you and I, most of us, we've been exposed to American English because of Hollywood. So, we, so there's a lot of things, but when I came to England, when, I, when they said things like uh, Lou, I didn't know what a Lou was. <laughs> I, I, so what, I, you know, you heard me share about the tea thing. I, I didn't know that was dinner. I, to, I thought it was tea and coffee biscuits. You know, when I first time I was invited, come over for tea. Oh, so I so thought it was weird. Uh, time six o'clock in the evening, come for tea. I, was like, well, I better eat before I go there because else I would be starving. So I have eaten it. When we got there, it was full blown dinner. I couldn't eat anything. Okay. But it's the same thing in the kingdom of God that is so important. The first thing we learn is how does the kingdom of God communicate? Okay. And if you find in Mark eleven twenty three, there's something that I want you to see that is quite interesting here. It says, for verily I say unto you, 
that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he says. And the other day, it just came to me, yeah, this verse, it talks about believing once, and it talks about saying three times. And one of the things either that, um, before we were called Christians, Christianity was called the Great Confession, and uh, because we were known for what we said. And I believe that, you know, that, that in the kingdom of God, it's so important you understand, for, for, for what you're reading in the word of God, for that to come into your life, not into your heart, but into your life. The purpose is not just for the kingdom of God to be in your heart, but it's to come into your life. Every promise is not supposed to just be in your heart, but be in your life. And, and you heard the one thing we do, you know, we're reading it, we're hearing it, comes into our heart. When we're acting upon it, and when we're speaking it, it comes into our life. Amen? But here, one thing we don't emphasize enough on is that it's what we say. Uh, the late uh, John Osteen, you know, Joel Osteen's dad, uh, the late John Osteen, he, he wrote a book, uh, had a sermon, he said, there's a miracle in your mouth. Okay, I, by the way, I don't know if you heard what happened in Lakewood last Sunday, that uh, there was a shooting in, uh, in the church over there, and uh, I still don't understand how Americans keep defending the right to carry guns. Uh, anyway, but... Um, but we need to learn to speak the word of God, okay? Because the devil is, uh, will say to you, oh, just believe, just believe, believe. And, you know, that's fine. It's a good beginning. But the purpose is not for you just to believe it. The purpose is that the word of God shall be in your life, okay? It's, it's no point just knowing about healing in your heart. No, you want to see healing in your body. It's no point just knowing about prosperity in your heart. You want it to see it in your Wallet. Yes. Amen. And, and, and it's all boils down to this thing in Romans where if you believe with your heart and confess it with your mouth, you shall be saved. And, this, and that's principle is that, what, what, uh, that when you believe in your heart and you confess with your mouth, what happens when you confess with your mouth? It comes into your life. Amen. It's so important we understand this. And when we start talking, I hear Jesus says, but uh, if you believe whatsoever you say, if you believe whatsoever you say, you shall have it. Mm -hmm. Amen. How do we, you know, the two, maybe two greatest things I can think of that we can receive from God is salvation and forgiveness. Mm -hmm. Amen. How do we get these two things? We confessing our sins and we receive forgiveness. Yes. Amen. We don't when we when we the Bible says when we confess our sins, talking, then He's faithful and just to forgive us. Amen. And how did we get it? By saying. How did we get saved? We declared, Jesus, I need you as my Savior and Lord. That's how it became real into your life, not just in your heart only, but in your life. Now I'm telling you, any other thing is the same principle. Amen. Don't don't always you know, no, that I, I told you my friend that he for many years he always said this thing, one day I'm going to be a millionaire, one day I'm going to be a millionaire, one day I'm and you know uh, he was as poor as uh, there was too much month 
Lenver was money. He had no money. He was just poor. He was a former hippie, a drug addict, and got saved, became a preacher. Had nothing, but every time I met him, he always said, one day I'm going to be a millionaire. Because he's not heard me preaching. He said, I am a millionaire, I should have said. But, if we, okay, it's, God looks at the heart. So, and one day he got this letter from a, from a solicitor. It, it turned out, because he didn't know really who his dad was. And it turned out that his biological granddad was a, a very famous uh, designer. Uh, who designs uh, furniture? Uh, what's Anna Jacobsen? I think. Yeah, you, you remember the egg chair? Have you? You know, it's it's like shaped like a half an egg. Scan. Mm -hmm. You know, it's really famous in the seventies, and uh, it was his granddad who designed it. So when he the granddad died, the will was going to be read uh, read out, and when they found out, oh, he he got this uh, grandson. Uh, uh, that, that uh, his dad is not looked after, whatever. So he said to me, he came into the office, had nothing. He left the office as a millionaire. Amen. And I'm telling you that this is something that we, what we've been very, very good at uh, is that saying what we don't want. And uh, I think it was Kenneth Hagen who had a sermon. He said, don't call the dog if you want the cat. Okay, you know, but we're very good at saying what we have, what we don't have. So, if you know, so, so I have no money, I have no money, I have no money. No, don't call the dog if you want the cat. So say, no, but he, no, he has supplied all my needs according to his riches. Okay, don't, don't running around saying to everyone, oh, I'm so sick, I'm so sick, I'm so sick. So no, don't call the dog if you want the cat. Say, by his stripes, I have been healed. Amen. I can do all things for Christ who strengthens me. I don't need to worry anything because he said I should cast all my cares upon him. If it concerns me, he will perfect it. Yes. Amen. And it's so important we understand these principles where we start saying what we want, not what we have. Yes. Amen. We don't don't running around telling everyone, oh, I'm so stupid, I'm so stupid, I'm so stupid. No, you're stupid because being stupid. Amen. Yes. You just go and say to yourself, I'm the brightest guy the world has ever seen. Amen. It, it, you know, this is where we, we need to change because if we want what the Bible says, we need to start saying what the Bible says. Amen. So anyway, uh, there's just one thing I wanted to get off my chest here, okay? But uh, if you turn to First um, King 3.9, First King 3.9, if you don't know where first king is, it's just second king. <laughs> right. uh, here it is, yeah. Now this is about Solomon, and we, we, know, we, we know the story about Solomon, and what do we call Solomon? He was the wisest man around. And uh, but and Many times I heard people share about that when Solomon asked about it, he said he asked for wisdom, okay? But the thing is, what is wisdom? Okay, chapter 3 and verse, verse 9, yeah. so this is Solomon speaking to God. Give therefore your servant an understanding heart, 
I don't know if you have a Bible where there's a note here, but in my Bible here, understanding, there's a note, where it says a hearing heart. A hearing heart. And like, uh, I used to think wisdom was something like, uh, I, I have a dilemma or a choice. So, so wisdom was that I made the right choice, so to speak. So that's how I considered wisdom, that I knew what to do. So I, st I, I stand in front of a situation and then bling, suddenly, and now I have the answer. That's how I considered wisdom. But here, I, 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 I believe wisdom, because I, that wisdom has to do is not that you have an answer. I think it's an attitude. Okay, and I think that wisdom is that you can listen. Amen. That you can listen. That you know what made Solomon so wise was not because he spoke a lot, so to speak. He could listen. And we see later on that with Solomon later on in life, that when his son takes over, remember I shared about with you that when uh, uh, Solomon's son chose not to listen to his father's counselors. So you get now what made Solomon so wise because he didn't just want to go, I have all the answers. No, he, he could listen to advice. That's what it means to be, uh, be, be wise. It's not that I know everything, I'm so wise, I don't need anyone to consult with. Because I'm so... No, wisdom is that I can listen, that I can hear, that I can receive, seek advice, that that I receive advice. That's what wisdom is. Do you understand? It's not that, oh, oh I have to, it's, it's not being bright. It's not about being clever. Wisdom is, I can listen. And I always said to, you know, people say, I learn to learn through my own experience. That's the dumbest thing you can ever do. It's far, you know, I would rather learn from your mistakes than from my own. It's less painful. Amen. So if I see you do make a mistake, oh, I know I'm not supposed to do that. I don't want to learn from, I don't need to learn from my own experience. It's better I learn from your experience. And how do I do that? By listening. That's why when we talk about that, <laughs> that, that, uh, that we are disciples, what is the main thing for a disciple? They can listen. What did Jesus say? My sheep hear my voice. Amen. It's all about listening. I, you know, as I said, you know, this is my favorite quote from Jesse Duplass when he said, what is the most important organ in your body? Your ears. Amen. Because as he said to, the, to his doctor, my, if I didn't have my ears, I could never heard when my, my wife told me to be here. So your ears, so, so if you can hear, you're wise. Amen. That's what wisdom is. Wisdom is not, oh God, what should I do? No, you just, God, just have a hearing ear. Just have a hearing ear. And then we say wisdom thing. Okay. So faith comes by hearing. Faith comes by hearing. Hearing. And notice that it's a consistent thing, not from being having heard. Okay. You know, it's amazing that how quickly we can be. Uh, familiar with something you know when i was became a believer i think after a week i heard someone preach the same sermon oh i know that already no faith comes by hearing not from having heard 
Okay. You know, I, I, I spoke to a person once and, said, and he said to me, I said something to him and said, oh, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. You know, it was about healing. I know. So I went after one said, no, you don't know because you're still ill. But he, but because he became familiar with it, you no know, faith comes by hearing, not by, by having heard. You can't live on, on the meal you ate last week. Amen. You have to eat again today. And tomorrow, and the day after tomorrow, and so on until you can't eat anymore. Okay, but faith comes by hearing. Now you see again, it's about the hearing. Now the hardest part when we all find is that this is why we are put in a body, is when we are emotionally involved in something. Have you noticed? It's very difficult to hear. That's why we need someone else. To speak into our life because they are not emotionally involved okay but the, the, the funny thing about it this with, with us as people the, the more important we need advice the less advice we seek it, it's crazy I, you know i have had people calling me asking me advice for completely stupid things but it's completely shall i eat a big mac or a happy meal or whatever you know at that level and then i have other people they just called me up. Oh, by the way, I got married. What? Without seeking advice or whatever. Okay. Why? Because we we're so emotionally involved. I just told you that God has never said no when I should buy a new car. God. You have the same one. God, silver bike is always yes and amen. <laughs> Because, uh, but I cannot trust myself in these situations. Do you understand? Because I have emotions involved in it. Therefore, I need other people around me. Okay, so faith comes by hearing. Okay, faith comes by hearing. If you just want the scripture, is Second Second Chronicles ten six, where Solomon was surrounded by counselors, advisors. Where you will see. That. But anyway, so the hearing thing. It's always the most important thing to have. Amen. Because if I can hear, I can have faith. If I don't hear, I, I can't have faith. Okay? And now hearing, when I talk about the Word of God, I'm talking about the Bible. I'm not talking about someone who says, oh, God showed me this better than the other. No. It's the Word of This is the Word of God. Okay? Not that someone gets a dream or a nightmare or whatever it may be. That's not, a, that's not the Word of God. It is, a, it, this is the word of God. And as I should have done last Saturday, I should have followed the sign instead of following my feeling. Okay? And the same thing is that when I'm reading here, there are many of times my feelings are opposite to what I read here. But now I have a choice to make. Is I'll rather go by what this book says than what my feeling says. Because I have tried too many times out of experience, gone through with what my feelings and it's not happened but every time i chosen the bible says it i believe it that's it despite of what i feel despite of my experience despite of any circumstances if i just chose taking the bible say okay the bible says it i'm doing it despite of what i feel and i think there was a preacher who said sometimes sometimes you have to do it afraid okay you don't want to do it but you just Take a deep breath and then just do it. That's called trust. Amen. That's called faith. Hallelujah. Anyway, 
so uh, so Proverbs four seven. Proverbs four seven. It says here, wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom, and with all you're getting, get understanding. Wisdom is the principal thing. It is again now. I want to again come back to what I tried to tell you. It's a hearing. Can I hear? Can I hear? Do I have a hearing? Can I have a hearing ear? Can I have a hearing ear? If if I if I keep having a, a hearing ear, I seek wisdom. Okay, I seek wisdom. So, yeah. So, so, Prince, I didn't know this is old English. Uh, no, where are we now? That's why you have to take notes. <laughs> What verse was? <laughs> yeah, okay. You don't take notes, so you take notes so you can get me on track. Don't don't get, don't take notes for your sake. No, I heard a you know I don't know if you know uh, you know you can get hearing aids, that is Bluetooth. So I have a friend who is a preacher. This is nothing to do with my message. This is just a funny story. That's why I just lost it. So he was preaching, when suddenly his phone rang, <laughs> and you know the Bluetooth thing was connected. So he just went in the middle of the service and said, "Hello." <laughs> so what's going on here? Who is he talking to? <laughs> but because he'd forgotten to turn the, the phone off, and of course you know like I have a you know it's you know what's what's going on here? Who's talking to? <laughs> anyway. Anyway, wisdom is the principal thing. Wisdom is the most important thing. The moment you can hear, there's no limit for what you can do. Amen. Combined with faith, now you have to understand that I used to preach something like, when God speaks to you, he'll speak to you in a way that you understand. Okay? But that's not true. It sounds good. It sounds... For a human mind, it sounds good. But you have to understand, if that was true, God is limited by what he can do in your life because he can't go beyond your understanding. I don't know about your brain. My brain is not always working very well. That's why God does not work by understanding or agreement. He works by faith. Amen? Because I don't understand forgiveness. I believe it, but I don't understand it. I don't understand someone who can go out and do a lot of nasty things and then say, Jesus, forgive me, and then you forgive me. I don't understand that, but I believe it. Amen. But so, so, no, so, so, so God doesn't speak to me in a way that I understand because my, my relationship with God is not built on my understanding. It's built on my trust in him. So when he says things that go beyond my understanding, now, because I trust him, now I can do what God can do. When God has told me, I can do it. Even if I don't understand it. I don't understand that you can put your hands on someone who's ill and then we get healed. I don't understand that. But I can trust him and do it. And we get healed. Amen. I, I, did, I had a friend when she, when she was a student and she took all her bills out 
I mean, it's just with her finger, be paid in Jesus' name. I thought, crazy woman, be paid in Jesus' name. Within a month, all her bills were paid. So next time it was me, be paid. <laughs> I learned quick. <laughs> but, but do I understand it? No, I did not understand it. But she said, God told me to do it. I trusted him. Lean not unto your own understanding. Amen. Because God is so much bigger than us. You know, most of the sermons that Jesus preached, the disciples didn't understand them. Unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood. Oh, what, what's going on here, Jesus? Everyone says, oh, I wish I was around when Jesus was here. No, I wouldn't want to be around. I, have a, I wouldn't have a clue of what he was talking about most of the time. Again, you see, when he preached that sermon, he lost his whole church. They all left. And then he said to Peter, are you leaving too? We have nowhere else to go. It's like it's like if they have they have also now now he lost the plot. Now we we leaving too, but we don't know where to go. Okay, no, we 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 live by trusting him. Amen. Now, when you're reading the word of God, don't read it for the purpose of gaining understanding, knowledge. No, read it as when you eat food, it comes into your spirit. Amen. And then whatever you see, just act upon it. Even when your brain says this is completely crazy. This is uh, opposite to what you're used to. Know that the kingdom of God is not like this world. If you want something, you're giving it away. How does that work? I don't know. But if the Bible says it, I will do it. Amen. You know, they used to say friendly people have friends. Amen. If you, if what you want, you give. In the world we're coming from, it's complete opposite. It's, it is all about grabbing as much to yourself as possible. But in the kingdom of God, is if you want something, give it. That's what we call uh, sowing seed. So wisdom, the hearing thing, is the most important part. Uh, many years ago, Ben Hinn wrote this book that made him famous for uh, Good Morning, Holy Spirit. And it was really more, mostly about having a hearing ear. It was not so much about the manifestations or all the other things that comes afterwards, but it's about have you got a hearing ear? When you have missed it somewhere, you can always trace it back to where did I where did I not listen? Where did I not hear? I'm telling you, and the more you focus upon just hearing what is what God says, I'm telling you, your Christian life will go from glory to glory. Okay? You don't need to ask God to bless you, bless your plan. Because if you already heard God's plan, it's already blessed. If it's your plan, yes, when of course, it's not. That's why we ask God bless my plan, bless what I do. No, if God has already told you do this, do this, do this, it's already blessed. Amen. Anyway, so it's a principal thing, uh, and uh, and this so so Romans four seventeen. Romans. As it is written, I have made you a father of many nations before him whom he believed, even God who quickened the dead. And now this is the second thing I want you to get from And call it those things which be not as though they were. You know, that's what I say. Don't call the cat if you want the dog, or don't call the dog if you want the cat. Call, say what you want, not what you have. Amen. 
learn to say what you want, not what you have. When I was a sinner, I didn't, I didn't, I what I said what I wanted, but was that salvation, and I received it. When I when I, I messed up and I need, I want forgiveness, I don't say I, I say what I want, not what I have. You have to get an image of yourself that you are. You know, many. This is really important. You understand here. When you are a Christian, you are not the sick who's trying to get healed. Do you understand? You are the healthy person where sickness is trying to attach itself to you. Don't own the sickness. You know, I. You know, people. We know this is our language. People say, "I got diabetes. I got asthma." No, you don't have any of these things. It's not yours. Don't take ownership of it. Amen. Don't take ownership of, you know, you, so you, so because when you're fighting, now you're not fighting from a position of need, you're fighting from a position of strength, because you are very healthy, where sickness is trying to attach you. That's where you, the Bible says, resist the devil. But if you start taking ownership of it, like, when, like for example, with people, with, you probably heard that phrase many times, people with, the hardest thing with people who are diagnosed with cancer is that very, very quickly we take ownership. I, 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 I got cancer, they say. Don't, don't take ownership of it. It's not yours. It's not a part of who you are. No, you, you are made in the image of God. Okay? And, but if you start taking ownership, it's very difficult to resist it. But when you say, it's not mine. The same thing you, you can do that with even if you get a cold or something. Don't don't run in your mouth. Oh, I got a cold. No, it's not yours. That's what I did with COVID. You know, every time you turn the TV, ooh, I say, I, I don't take ownership. I sat in the car next to Matthew the whole day. Next day he had COVID. I didn't. The same with Hannah. Yen had COVID. You said in, in, I, I tested, so I, I had to say some have faith and some don't. <laughs> no, I was just joking. But, but, but the thing is that you know that can you remember? Can, you remember these times where I had fear, worries, and I just kept saying no, 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 COVID. I'm not going to get COVID. I re, I refusing it. I refusing it. I'm healthy. I'm strong. I don't know what they call it, ah, okay? And you can live in that kind of way. Amen. I'm not, you know, like, this is the way we have to learn to survive. And where is my boldness in? Not in myself, but in God I trust. Because God has said I can live a healthy life. Therefore, now, I choose his opinion rather than mine. I remember when I did this healing school, so I remember someone came up to me and asked me, if I get healed, how, how am I supposed to die? You know, because it's so ingrained in our head, for you to die, you have to be ill. But I don't believe this has never been God's plan. You were never planned to die. That's why that solicitor friend of mine, he said this thing that some, when someone wrote it, his will said, if I die, <laughs> if I die, okay, but, but anyway, so, so learn to speak those things. You heard me share about Abraham, but Abraham, he, he, he stood in faith, so to speak, 
and that's why it took 25 years. You know, he said one. It was basically when he was Abraham. And one day I'm going to be a father of many nations. One day I'm going to have a child. One day I'm going to have this, that, and the other. But the moment he realized, I am the father of many nations. When his name was changed to Abraham, now what he spent, what he spent 24 years believing for, took three months to manifest. Unless Sarah had a quick pregnancy. Within a year. So, so three months after God changed his name to Abraham, basically, now I'm not going to be, I am. I am. Amen. You know, and, and this is what you also have to learn to say about yourself. I am strong. I am with Samuel. You know, see, as I told you, I'm 25. It works. <laughs> God opened their eyes. <laughs> Amen. No, but, but we have to learn that, uh, and I know, it's, and it sounds foolishness for our human mind to do it. But, it's, but this is the way the kingdom of God works. But you have to learn to say these things about yourself. Most Christians, they still believe they are sinners saved by grace. And, it, and we have made it such a pious statement, oh, I'm just a sinner saved by grace. No, you're not. Not if you're saved. You can't be you can't be both. Either you are a sinner or you're saved. But you can't be both. You are a saint. Amen. Saint Oliver. Yes, amen. <laughs> 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 amen. Don't 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 go by what you see. Go by what you believe. But you see. No, but, but have you noticed also there's something it's very difficult for us to say positive things about ourselves. Why? This is a good way of evangelizing. Hannah, you go and say something. Did you know God is beautiful? How do you know? I'm made in his image. <laughs> Amen. You, you know, you don't have a right to say you're ugly. Did you know that? Oh, I'm so ugly. You think God is ugly? Amen. Do you know? You're not, but it's so. But we, we, but do you know what? Our, you know, the devil is not your biggest opponent. It's yourself. The biggest Goliath you will ever face is yourself, because we find it so hard to speak what God says about us. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Nothing is impossible with you. Oh, I'm not good at this. I can't do that. So you tell him next time, you cook, Oliver. Oh, I can't cook. Oh, you can do all things with Christ who strengthens you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't worry about you say grace for the food before we eat it. Amen. I don't say grace for food because if you said, if you said grace for the food, you lost the right to complain. You, know, you heard the story of Smith Wigglesworth. He went to a pastor's house where the pastor was so impressed about yeah, this great man of God coming for dinner. And so, so all through the meeting, he said, Oh, Mr. Wigglesworth, Mr. Wigglesworth, this food is not good enough for a man like you. It's not good enough for you. I wish I could have done better. And so on. And he just carried on and on and then. And because he was a broad Yorkshireman. So now I'm quoting. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying something. I'm just quoting here. Okay. So he said, Shut up, woman. I prayed for it. 
<laughs> and uh, and uh, but we had to learn to say these things about ourselves. No, Jesus didn't have a problem. You know, he went into the temple, took uh, Isaiah fifty-three, no, and then just uh, this is about me. The Lord has anointed me. And I've met so many Christians, oh, I'm not anointed. Are you a Christian? Yeah. Are you anointed? No. <laughs> Christian means anointed. You know, the thing is, you have all the anointing already. But because we've been so well trained in talking ourselves down. Oh, no, no. We need someone who is more anointed. No. You are you're good enough. Why? Because God lives inside of you. Amen. You no, know, but when you, as I said, you are the temple of the Holy Spirit, not the holiday home. <laughs> he, he doesn't come and go all the time. You are the temple. So that means he is with you all the time. Okay. But well, so why do we say come Holy Spirit? He's already here. He doesn't come and go. He stay. When you became the temple of the Holy Spirit, now he said, I'm moving in. I'm here already, but because the devil has deceived us to believe he's someone who comes and goes all the time. No, when because you believe that, of course it can't work for you. But once you realize the Holy Spirit will never leave you nor forsake you, God has said that. No matter where you go, he will always be there. Therefore, you never need to be on your own, never need to be afraid for anything. Why? Because he is with you. Amen. Back to this thing, we need to learn to speak positive about ourselves. Oh, I don't want to take the glory from God. I don't worry. <laughs> you know, like, I told you about this woman who was singing. I said, oh, wow, this was an amazing song. She said, she said no, no, it wasn't me. It was God. She said, I, it was not that good. <laughs> <laughs> but, but she couldn't take, receive a compliment. And we all, we all struggle with this. And I believe it's because of our self-image. Okay? But we need to get rid of it because, we can, because this is the very hindrance of us receiving the best from God. Because we think, oh, I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy. I'm not good enough for this. I'm not good enough for that or whatever. No, you are more than good enough. Amen. Jesus, the best that heaven had, God already gave him for you and me. Especially women, I overheard. Oh, oh, this is a nice dress. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. I got it on sale. <laughs> so we just, look, because, you know, we don't really know. I got it on sale. Because we, we, we find it difficult to have something nice. We, because we feel very subconscious, we, we, we're not worthy of it. But that's the lie. Heaven gave the best for you and me. Best for you and me. And I'm telling you, one of the greatest testimonies I ever seen of the love of God was uh, uh, back before I moved over here. You know, in Denmark, in England, they used to build statues. In Denmark, they built bridges. So, but that was before the bridges were built. So. Uh, I lived in the north part of Denmark, 
And at that time, if you wanted to go to Copenhagen, so there was a city north of Copenhagen, you have to go all the way down south, all the way across, and then all the way up again. It takes about eight, nine hours in a train at that time. And I remember, so I'll, uh, I was led to, I should go to this city. Yeah. And I was, uh, when I was asked to speak there, and uh, after the meeting, I felt, I, I'm not done, uh, there's, there's something else I had to do here. And then the place where I stayed, they had uh, rented their basement out for someone. And, uh, and then the next morning, I just felt, I'll go down and say hello to this guy. And when I knocked at the door, he, he was so ill. And then I knew, that's why I'm here, to pray for him. And uh, God healed him, and uh, well, it's all fine. And I remember on my way home, uh, the eight, nine hours on the train back, and um, I said to her, why did you not just take the, the pastor from the church, send him down and pray for this guy? Uh, not, not because I was lazy or something, you know. <laughs> but, but when I remember, it's so clear what God spoke to me. I really, I, and this image has always sustained me. But he said to me, I wanted that man to see that I would take a person from the other part of the country just to minister to him. I wanted him to see I would turn the world upside down just to help him. And then God said to me, and I will do the same for you. Amen. This is the God we serve. You, you, you don't bother God. And, 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 you know, can you, so, so I actually think we hurt God more when we speak negative about ourselves than we do when we, when we make stupid things. Can you imagine you have a child who, who always wanting about, oh, that's beautiful, that's beautiful. You know, we, we don't like that with our own children. But we think now we come into a church, now it's, oh, I'm so holy. No, you're deceived. You don't take the glory away from God if you say, oh, I can do all things for Christ who strengthens me. You don't. God, you know, God, just like you achieve, and you get great joy when your children achieve the same with God. Amen. You know, God wants you to succeed more than you want to succeed yourself. And when the devil had come in and told us, the more you fail, the more holy you are. No, that's a lie. You know, we're living in a country that has a huge Christian heritage, uh, okay? Anything great with this country have achieved has been through Christianity. But some, so, somewhere down the line, uh, a lot of religions come in, so now whenever you fail, oh, it's glorifying God. No, it's not. God wants you to achieve. You know, that, I don't know, I, I'm always impressed about it. Uh, when you go to the countryside here and you come to these small villages and then there's this huge, uh, what is it called, Methodist church built right in the center of it. it, uh, it probably you put the whole population inside. But it's because this, they knew who they were. And so are you. Now this city here, Bradford, used to be the center for mission work to Africa. Every, every Christian from UK, they, they came through Bradford, and when we were sent to Africa to, uh, as missionaries, it was here. But somewhere down the line, we become so religious, and we, 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 we've been taught wrongly, so we now we think it's good to speak badly about yourself. No, you can't do it. Amen. You know, like, the, the, the thing is, God tells you, you know, anywhere in the Bible, you see, 
It's just a testament of how much God loves you. He, you know, he doesn't want you to run around and say, oh, I can do nothing, I'm nobody, I'm not anointed. Oh, I lack, a... no, 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 you've got it all. Amen. You can, it's just about now, say what you want, don't say what you have. Amen. It like uh, most of the things that I have seen in my life, I never prayed for them. It's just been in my heart. I say, oh, it would be nice to live there. A year later, we live there. Uh, it's been so many things. Because why? Because I belong to a good father. And it's not just in words, it's, just, it's not just in knowledge, it's in experience. I've seen his goodness over and over and over again. And you know what is wonderful? He's no respecter of people. So when I hear someone, someone else have an amazing testimony, I rejoice. Why? Because now, wow, if he can do that for him, he can definitely do it for me. <laughs> That's why healing has never been difficult, because I've seen people being healed left, right, and center. It's, it, and, it's, and, I, and it always amazed me, is those who just have that simple trust. I've had, I've been people I had to pray for sometimes, and they, they're so all intense. So they're praying tongues while I'm praying for them and say, no, just relax. Just receive. There's no effort. Just receive it, and you will be blessed. Just start saying, thank you, Jesus. All my needs are met according to your wishes. Thank you, Jesus. I'm, I'm, I'm healthy. I'm strong to spirit, soul, and body. Thank you, all my sins are forgiven. Thank you, I do not need to be concerned. Amen. Start singing the Sunday school song again. Because he lives, you can face tomorrow. Why? Because he, is, he will never leave you nor forsake you. I, uh, every day I have a list where I call these things in. Where I say what I want, not what I have. I call myself healthy every day. I call myself strong every day. I call myself in when I have all wisdom. I have a hearing, a heart, and so I call these things in because that's how the kingdom works. So, you know, like sometimes when and our aces, have you noticed? Sometimes it start, the body starts making sounds when we move. <laughs> and I said, you know, like, is it fifty? You go to this dementia test or something? <laughs> I forgot to go. <laughs> but I mean, but I, I said I call my mental health, I call these things in. This is how the kingdom of God works. I don't know what you need in, in, in today, but start calling it in and say, I am, I am. Amen. Don't call the cat if you want the dog. Amen. Don't call the dog if you want the cat. So, and call it those things which be not as though they were. So you don't need. So if you, it's, if it's a health issue you have now, you need to st start calling yourself. I am healthy. Okay. If you, if it's concern, you say you say I have a peace of God that goes beyond all understanding. If if you some someone who's a warrior, you. Cast the, your cares upon God. I, I, I learned to say to myself, you know, you heard me quote that verse so many times now, that God will perfect that which concerns you. Which means, if I'm concerned, it will be perfect. Amen. 
if it's if I'm concerned, so so I call that in all the time. And I'm telling you, most of the time, my brain says to me, "You're stupid. You're stupid. You're stupid. This is ridiculous. This is stupid." But I just keep doing it. I just keep doing it. I just keep doing it. I'm telling you now. You, I learned that don't be a warrior. Be a warrior. And the way you do it is that you start calling it in. Amen. Start seeing, you know, when Abraham, when he starts seeing, I am the father of many nations. So you can start saying, I am rich. I am healthy. I am strong. I am wise. I am rich. This is what God wants. And then God will say, see, this is my boy. Amen. Amen. Don't be, don't be all the other religious things because that steals and robs you from all that God wants you to have. And I believe that, you know, that we not even scratch the surface of what God wants you to have. You know, we, sometimes we see a little bit supernatural, but I'm telling you, when the Salvation Army started, uh, when, when the... When, when the, the rooms were so full, they couldn't find her people. People sat literally in the air. You know, Catherine Kuhlman, there's a video of her where she, she's just walking on the stage with closed eyes. And then suddenly there's a big gasp in the whole uh, room because she steps outside of the platform. So she's walking on air. But because of we, 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 we've been taught to be living in such a uh, limited way because we limited ourselves so much, so we find it difficult for God to see. There was a man called John G. Lake, and he was a missionary in South Africa. When he, when, he, when he prayed, when he came out of his body, when he flew all the way up the west coast of uh, Africa, into a specific house in Wales, prayed for that man, and he was delivered, and then he went back into his body. Many years later, John T. Lake met that man in Wales. I said, I've seen you before. Now, this is the supernatural life God wants you to have. Hmm. So, no, this out-of-body experience thing is not new age. You, you know that uh, you can find it in Ecclesiastes. So that's where you will find out when you died, because there's a silver link that connects your soul. So when you come out of your body and you still, still see the silver link, you're still alive. Once it's broken, you're dead. Oh. <laughs> no, but so, no, so you see the Apostle Paul, he talks about it in Corinthians. I know of a man, if he was in the body or not, and, and it, this is where we should come back to. This, this is the supernatural. Christianity is not about do's and don'ts. And uh, I'm a Christian. I don't do this. I don't do that. No, Christianity is I have a living relationship with Almighty God. And He is my Father. Can you imagine? I, I just, uh, one thing I always wanted to see, if we could make a movie. How did Jesus multiply the food, the bread? And, I would like to see how they, uh, they say, see Peter, it works every time I break it. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I just think it must be amazing. Anyway, hallelujah, let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you that 
will you grant us courage and boldness mm -hmm. so that we may see the fullness of your kingdom. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. Amen.